All right, we're live. Boom. Mr. Morgan. Boom. Where are we right now? Right now, we are in Shining Rock Gap. There you go, Tom. In the Shining Rock Wilderness. And we're in a cloud right now, I think, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like that this like whole time. Like, literally, we're in a cloud. <laughs> yeah, kind of refreshing a little bit. Dude, we were supposed to be doing the podcast on top of Shining Rock, which is like a complete quartz deposit, and I was being a dingus and forgot the podcasting equipment on the top of this beautiful rock. Yeah, so we hiked back down to camp, but we did go up to Shining Rock for a couple hours. We ate dinner. Met Michael. Yeah, met a, met a nice fellow from Asheville, enjoying his weekend, and nice his dog fella. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus was a beast. But Shining Rock's so cool, it's just this big white rock in the middle of nowhere. Like, it really is. <laughs> it's not on, like, the top of a clear mountain. It's just in the forest on a mountain in the wilderness. <laughs> Had you ever heard of that, Thomas? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. I've been there before. Well, we're up here in the mountains camping shooting a little podcast thinking about doing this a little bit consistently especially if we make it up to the PCT and I guess we'll just this will be kind of like a regular little thing that we do check in and make sure everyone knows we're alive <laughs> something to like leave behind yeah exactly <laughs> they find our bodies they'll have our last words <laughs> <laughs> oh man there are a lot of bears up here you never know. Michael could have been. Yeah, well, he's scouting us out. He could have. He could. He could have <laughs> taken us out, man. <laughs> Zeus could have eaten our shit if he wanted to. Yeah, like I, I was thinking about that last night when I was just laying down on the tarp, like pretty vulnerable to anything. To slaying, like yeah, somebody just looking to cause harm could come rambling down the trail. But I guess if you're really wanting to hurt people, uh, a trail. There's a lot easier places to go than yeah, <laughs> very true. Hiking up a mountain to do so. Yeah. No, this place is is pretty special and it is kind of humbling. You're just like, we've got a tarp over us tonight and there's no walls. Mm -hmm. Little rats could just kind of nip at us if they wanted to. Oh man. It's refreshing though, that's for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. No dog. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We should have had a fire. Yeah, it's too wet there. Can't do it up here. That is way drier than I was talking the time that I was talking about before we came in the little fort. It was wet, but it was not this wet. This is Yeah. Uh, so it's been raining all week and raining yesterday. And it's just been super foggy. humid and foggy all day, so everything's wet. Nothing's drying out. It did clear up for a little while today, though. When we were hiking, we were hiking down, uh, went up to Flower Gap. Um, what's it called? Like Grassy Top Mountain and then Tenon Mountain. Ain't lunch up there. That was kind of busy. 
Yeah. Tenant Mountain was kind of busy. Everything else has been chill. There's a decent number of people here. Where'd we camp at the first night? People we camped along the Shining Creek Creek Trail. Yeah, that was right low next key. to the water. That was low key. It's very loud. I I kind of see why people don't really camp there very often. <laughs> and it was like, well, it's that steep yeah. trail. That's why people don't go there. Yeah. Okay. They don't want it. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. Nah, dude, you weren't being weak. If you like look that trail up on the like a trail map, it's gonna say like most difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the trail we hiked along today, would probably be rated as moderate. The once we got up here, the and then easy. yeah, and then the horse trail wasn't easy. Buncombe was not. We thought the last trail whenever <laughs> we were at Mount Mitchell. We thought the horse trail was going to be the easy one whenever we're looking on the map. Yeah, like, I assumed it'd be big and wide. Yeah. Easy to walk on. Yeah, no, it was, man, it, no. And, and it, it was pouring rain, so it was just a river. The entire a day river. was pouring rain. Oh, my God. Bunkum, no. And it, the thing was, is it was not, it was a, a bitch to climb up. And it was especially a bitch after hiking 20 plus miles already yeah climbing and then you and then it finally flattens out and we're thinking oh sweet we're done with all the heavy walking we can just cruise for the rest of the day and then you hit the steep like then you hit the bunkum trail and it's a bitch and it kept getting steeper that that fucks with you whenever you think that everything's good and you just let your guard down then it just hurts that much more whenever you have to climb another two miles. Yeah, we thought the work was over there. So that morning we woke up. Yeah. Yeah. That morning, what was happening? So we woke up early that morning um, and got. Huh, not early. I mean, we got up at like seven. Not early. Anyways, keep I think that's early. That's when it gets light. Yeah, all right. For hiking. We um, left at like 8.30 was the issue, I think. Yeah, but I mean, we... It ended up being fine. Like, we were either going to be walking in the dark that morning or... In or the at evening, night, yeah. So. And it was raining that morning, too, so... It, it, was, it was raining, and we got on the Mount Mitchell Trail, and that's like a 2,000-foot climb. Uh-huh. About five miles up. We got up and we're good we're morning. On. <laughs> good <Yeah>. morning, <laughs> legs engaged. We're on top of Mount Mitchell. There's like a little bit of pavement, you know. All these families up walking, walking around up there. We're at the top. We looked around, um, stopped, had a little snack, and I had a snack. Um, <laughs> then we got walking across the Crest Trail on top of Mount Mitchell. That was easy. Yeah, and that was cool. We, Easier. It looked kind of like how it did up here today. It was all foggy. We walked straight probably for about four or five miles. Do you remember that little, uh, was that the one where we had the ropes? We were climbing down yeah, the ropes? Yeah, we had to climb. There were like little ropes and these like steep bouldery spots. Yeah. And when we got up there, the rain actually stopped for a while. A few hours. Because it got. took us a couple hours to walk up Mount Mitchell. It was muddy as mess yeah. though. It was still like we were just trudging through the mud. Just cause it was just like everything's already wet. We're just gonna go. Yeah. Uh our trail running shoes, like ultras and hokas. Okay. They're not boots. They're not waterproof. 
No. No, we were wearing, like... We were wet all day. Yeah, you know, we wanted to be light. We were carrying just food and snacks and a couple of layers just in case. But I I very early on was like, screw it, I'm not wearing the rain gear and just went shorts and t-shirt all day. Yeah. (laughs) Just just soaked. But it wasn't cold at first. (laughs) Got cold in the afternoon after we walked the crest trail and we got on the, what was the... Did we get uh, we on the bunkum or another trail? We got on that trail going down. It, what was that trail? That called? was a nice trail. That was only a like few the, miles. Co- we thought it was going to be longer. Coal something. Coal. Coal skunk? Coal skunk? No. No. I kept wanting to call it like the Colgate Trail, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Anyways, we walked down. That was like another five miles down that. I thought that was going to be hard. That was easy. That was, e- that was the easiest part. We just went straight down that. And that's whenever we thought, see, we thought the hard part was over, and we didn't even have to do the hard part. Yeah. We but, thought we were like 16, 17 miles into it. We had like 10 miles to go, and it was going to be easy. But That was stupid. As, that was, <laughs> looking back, like, that's so not what you need to be. You don't, that can't be your mindset. You can't have the mindset of, I'm not to my, de-. like, if you're not to your destination yet, you can't let your guard down yeah. and think like, "Hey, the rest of this is going to be a cakewalk." Because half the like most of the time, it it's not going to be a cakewalk, and even if it is, you got to be prepared for the bullshit ahead. Yeah, including... so we, at that point we get on the Buncombe Trail and it started raining again. Yep. And that's like a. That was like a... eighteen, nineteen miles in. Twenty miles in. That was like. 15, 16 miles in, and then the Buncombe Trail I think ended up being like another nine miles. That trail just sucked. It was a, it was steep. It was a river. Oh, it was pouring, and I started getting cold. And there was so much water. It'd been raining all day. There were like waterfalls crashing down on the trail. Yep, we were, we're crossing, crossing waterfalls. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I can't stop because it was getting cold. Yeah, it's cold. I can't stop because um, we got to get back. Like that's the that's the option. There's no. There you go, Thomas. Thomas. There's yeah. no um, alternative. There's no quit. Like, no one's coming to get me. Yeah. It's, I just got to get out of the car, and it's, it's going to suck, and it's going to take more time, but you just keep walking. That's the coolest feeling, doing that, whenever you know it sucks, and you just keep on it's going. It's like, all right. That's the, Embrace the, the suck. <laughs> it's the best and the worst part of the whole thing. And on that trail, that was whenever I was like, dude, I, at one point I thought I wasn't going to, I was getting really tired and wanted to go to sleep. And I was really cold and didn't have any clothes on. <laughs> and I was really fucking exhausted. And Hunter was pulling ahead. You got to go through that, bro. Yeah, you do. It's part of it. Yeah, you do have to go through that. <laughs> we got baptized we got by bapt- the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Rushing water down. It. Jesus. That last one that we crossed to before we got back on the Mount Mitchell Trail and Those back waterfalls down, were intense. It was bad, and it started getting dark. Like, we didn't... Yep. Only Hunter had a had like a headlamp, and it was like seven thirty, getting dark, and we were having to cross that shit, not being able to see the bottom. Hey, I'll take that. Seven thirty in the morning. Oh, so you're not expecting to be hiking in the dark? No, we thought that we were going to be back. Um, I mean, we I kind of anticipated maybe having to put on the headlamp for a couple hours at the end, and that's what that's what it turned into. Like. My, like, what we were talking about that morning is what the hike turned into. But before we got on the Buncombe Trail, we thought, uh, we're going to be back by 8. 
So we end up getting off the bunk come, <laughs> and it was a great feeling being done with that that trail because at that point I was like, yeah, all right, this. So yeah. the Buncombe loops back around to the Mount Mitchell Trail. But we knew that we already climbed. About three and a half miles up it. So I, we had about three and a half miles to go. And we already climbed that one. Yeah, so we like we knew exactly where we were. And it was just straight down. Mm-hmm. But that was hard, too, walking down that because it was steep and that trail was sloppy. And it was dark. And it yeah. was, it was, that trail was a river, too. And we'd already hiked 24 miles in the pouring rain. <laughs> and now it's dark. Oh my god! It was. It felt so good getting off of that thing. Yeah, I was nervous before we got to that trail the whole way, just seeing these waterfalls crashing down. Like if they're, you know, we're climbing up and it's getting worse. Like, what? What's it gonna be like on that super rocky, steep trail we climbed up? That that's probably uh, just one waterfall. It wasn't as bad as Jeez. I thought it was gonna be. But we did cross some big spots. That biggest spot was the last one, and we thought yeah. that that's where it was just getting started. And we were like, "Fuck, we still got to go down." But. I, it felt amazing getting off that mountain and it was really, I, I told you this already, but I've never faced myself like that on the mountain. Like whenever we were on the Buncombe trail, just kept on going up. We didn't take a, we did not sit down the entire day until like four thirty in the afternoon or five or something. And, but up until that point, like my face just went like completely just dropped all emotion and I was just just cold and one foot in front of the other in front of the other in front of the other and then I thought I was thinking to myself how the fuck if I can't do this one day how am I gonna do this four months on the Pacific uh, Crest Trail but it was one day in pouring rain we didn't have our gear exactly together and that's a steep trail like that you don't when you're doing that kind of climbing that really isn't the day you necessarily have to do 27 miles yeah (laughs) but i think that like it was it was beautiful facing myself like that did you have anything similar happening to you while you were climbing it's just like the realization of like oh i can't quit like yeah. When you can't quit. <laughs> you can't quit, man. And it's you're fighting the mountain and you're just fighting your your urge yourself. To like, but it was also super encouraging the whole time knowing like, well, all right, I'm gonna be done. Like, I'm not gonna be wet forever. You know, it'll, be, it'll feel great to dry off and get warm and it's eat the, a hot meal. The Bojangles biscuit. I remember holding on to that idea as I was climbing the thing. <laughs> Yeah, we were coming down the last trail too. Some like day hikers like came up from behind us and had their lights, and I was just like, wow, "There's other people out here right now." Holy shit! That was really refreshing. Whenever those guys were running down, yeah, that made that made me a lot of insurance. I was just like, "Well, thank God." <laughs> yeah, thank God we're, we're not, not the, the last only, ones. We're not the only crazy people up here. Oh man, I want to do that again. I want to do something. I want to push big miles like that very soon because that was addictive. That felt That's fun. like the next. The three days after, I was literally in, probably annoying the mess out of Hunter. <laughs> I just kept on saying, like, dude, what, what are we doing next? Let's, let's do something. This is amazing. Holy no, shit, I have this runner like, It was great to see you excited about it. Just, like, I had been coming off a week of being at home and then that. And then, like, I just had, like, you know, I was 
doing schoolwork. That's why I was kind of, I don't know, not always like replying right away. Mm-hmm. No, I get it for sure. I can't believe you drove two hours after we left the campsite at like 11 o'clock that night. <laughs> we got off the trail at like 10, yeah. then ate food at the campsite, and then went back, and he went all the way back to Clemson. Oh, yeah, this is when he dropped you in Asheville. No, he didn't drop me. We drove, drove separate. Because I was coming from Florence. Or I guess we were both coming from Florence. We were both coming back up to the upstate. There, yep. so like, I thought you were coming back. Yeah, I was supposed to come back. Yeah, dude, I was falling asleep on the road. I don't. Yeah, I I I remember. That's that's the right call. Two times, almost falling asleep on the road, and each time my heart rate would go up for a few minutes, and then it'd go right back, and then it'd go back, and then you go right back, and then finally I like, I did it. I like had a mental lapse one more time and my wheel went completely on the grass on the ditch that like there's a ditch that was going off right there and I just completely got onto the grass and woke back up and I was like holy shit <laughs> but then I called my nana and she woke up and said yeah come on well I just pulled over and had a coffee and it was fine but I don't I do better like I'm I would be better at driving at night when I'm tired than driving early in the morning when I'm tired. That's no. I'm the opposite. I'm different. I'm completely different because I'm getting more and more energetic as I'm awake. No, and it's not like, like a, oh, I just woke up this morning or like if I, you know. No, but being that tired and then waking up early the next morning. And yeah, like, like I've done a hike where we, you know, we did a super big climb, super long hike that day. I got back, you know, went to sleep after midnight, and then we woke up and we're on the road the next day at like six o'clock. Like I was driving, and that that was rough for me. Hmm. Running off of like three hours of sleep. Yeah. Thomas about hit. Oh wait, my bad. I gotta situate this. Thomas about hit the damn bull whenever we were driving thirty-six hours straight from utah <laughs> that was crazy yeah well, dude i was not expecting that there was a black bullet in the middle of the street in the middle of the night yeah and no, like, no, no road lights, lights. <laughs> everyone else everyone I was driving slow on purpose though like i knew because yeah they had the cattle signs i couldn't see in oklahoma they don't have the fences but i was also like we got like 120 miles on this road yeah. right here oh my god we were in um we were in new mexico that, that was okay new mexico yeah that, that was scary. When we stopped and I got the Red Bull and I started playing Van Halen when we got back in the car, y'all were like, It's lit. It's lit. It was so nice. I was riding shotgun with you and I was so happy that you were wide awake because I was not. <laughs> Just, it, it woke my ass up whenever the bull with the, the black bull with the horns was facing us right beside the road. Then, so you drove until, Thomas drove until what, like? Three in the morning, and Mike woke up, and he drove, and, uh... I couldn't fall asleep, though. Yeah, no, you I'd... stayed in the shotgun with him, right? No, I sat right behind Hunter the entire time. Nah, that was funny. Mike drove for, like, two hours. I was awake when y'all switched. Yeah, then I'd... <laughs> I think... Or it may have been, like, two, because I think I drove from, like, four to eight after that. 
maybe. And that was hard. All right, this is what happened. I said, I can keep going. I don't care. And then it was like, I'm kind of tired. I'm actually very tired, is what I said. (laughs) If somebody wants to ride shotgun with me, and y'all were like, well, we can just both wake up and go. It's like, all right, well, I'm still going to be wide awake till like 5 a.m., so. (laughs) <laughs> Let's ride. Really short. I felt like I was like, there you go. Yeah, you, you, like, you had a lot more hours in. Yeah. A long time. I was like, we're gonna, I'm going to do this so like the sun comes up, basically, and we'll be fine. <laughs> and like, I drank enough energy drinks to be like, I am going to go till that time, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, you crashed after that, then. Yeah, I crashed hard. That was a crazy trip. I did the same thing. Oh, oh man, dude. The hardest part of driving was we get to Atlanta, and so okay, yeah. But then back to Florence is another four and a half hours. So after an hour, after a whole day straight of being on the road, you got to go. But then, so we've got six people. My car, my dad's car, only fits five. So we load up. All right, so we're not going to put my dad Sydney in the trunk. So we put Barrett and Joey back there. And then my dad Sydney at this point are just washed. So they're not driving. So, like, me and Mike, we have to drive. That was the most tired I've ever been driving. It, it was not safe, but we did. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we were good when I got back to You had another Red Bull. <laughs> no, I drank, like, I had two on the ride back, and I got back to Clemson. Yeah. And you were like, all right, I'm going to bed. And I was like... I am, like, I can feel my heart beating through my chest right now. Yeah, you're not going to bed. <laughs> we were drinking energy drinks, and, like, me and Mike were just, like, yelling at each other to stay awake. <laughs> Windows down, but we did it. 36 hours straight. I got back to Florence at, like, 7 o'clock the next morning. 6 o'clock, something like that. What did Barrett do after that? Drove up to Baltimore, right? <laughs> he was going to catch a plane in Myrtle Beach the next day, so him and Mike went back to his house and slept. And then that afternoon, Mike took uh, Barrett to, to Myrtle Beach. I miss those guys a lot. That was so much fun. We used to get to fly. <laughs> I remember meeting Barrett whenever he, like we saw him walking into the airport. They're walking in. That was really funny. There, it's the man. The drive across the country isn't as bad when you're not like trying to do it in one straight shot. Like get back as quick as you possibly no, can. I can. Imagine the rush was like nonstop. Was you know when you're stopping every three four hours just at somewhere cool along the way. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah. Was... Cruising during the day, you sleep at night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And when you drive out there with your own car, you know, you have your car when you're there and you're not paying for it. Like, it's... Yeah. Just spend two days getting there. We were going to drive up to... Two or three. But yeah. These people for real walking right now? They have a campsite over there. Oh, uh, okay. They're looking for wood. They got a... Uh, I don't know how they got that started. Oh, they got some. Could we take some of their fire? We don't have any wood. <laughs> That's the thing. Can we take their campfire completely? Mm-hmm. You can't just transport a campfire? <laughs> Get them out of there. If it was on a fire blanket, we could. Oh, yeah, you could. <laughs> That's funny. 
Forgot about fire blankets. We don't need those out here. Not when it's this wet. <laughs> yeah, not when it's this wet. And oh, man. You're not, like, the other thing about that was you're not supposed to leave behind a bunch of wood to, like, mm -hmm. create a fire spot. Yeah. Yeah, that Escalante region is a much more, like, ecologically sensitive area. It's not, like, lush and bioactivity like it is yeah. is here. There's more, like... Of a lasting impact. Yeah, more more microbes in the soil creating kind of a buffer. Microbes in the soil creating a buffer? What do you... Yeah, like... What are you talking so about? So the soil's alive, like, very much alive. Okay. And, you know, all the, you know, like, the chemicals you leave behind, like, with the fire or, like, you've Toothpaste. pouring your food out, they can handle that. Like, they, they'll uh, metabolize it or or whatever. Break it down. There's just a lot more. Um, Alive out here. Yeah, a lot more activity. Yeah, and out in Utah, it's definitely yeah. It's just it's drier and it's less, and there's less nutrients. So they're all the things living out there are kind of programmed to do one specific thing, and there isn't as much diversity. So they're hmm. much more sensitive to disturbances. You always know so many interesting facts, Hunter. <laughs> You know the most useful information. I know. Well, like, that's just a lot of, like, I don't know. I've taken a lot of biology classes and all my engineering classes, like, are biology-oriented, so. Feels like biological about, engineering <laughs> is pretty important. Uh, a lot about natural systems. Yeah, pretty important stuff. Hmm. Well, going back to Mount Mitchell, I remember you saying that this was like the single hardest thing that you've ever done, doing that climb. Would you like to go off of that? Because that's pretty cool if Hunter Morgan's hardest thing was the same thing I was having to do, because Hunter's a beast. I, w I don't know if it's single, like, I've definitely never done anything harder than that before, I would say. But not, nothing jumps out. Um, there's things that, other things I've done that have been hard to do, just different. We should do harder shit. We should keep doing harder shit. Yeah, I'm definitely down to keep pushing myself uh, I'm good Thomas yeah I'm definitely hooked on pushing myself now that was really that was like a very transcendent experience kind of <laughs> not trying to get too dramatic here but uh, that was beautiful and I want to do that I want to keep yeah, pushing it's myself. It's fun to, to do stuff like that. That's what we were talking about that day, type 2 fun. <laughs> it's not always like a blast in the moment, but it's so, it's such a great feeling, badass feeling to be like, heck yeah, we did that. Oh, my God, man. You can do – oh, my God. I remember whenever you got off that mountain, 
we were talking, we were crossing the bridge, and you were saying, like, we have absolutely no idea what our limits are, and we really don't. We were like, I don't know, after that, I was like, yeah, I did that. What the fuck's next? I wasn't, like, you know, coming apart on myself. You weren't what? I wasn't, like, coming apart at any point. Like, I was... Yeah, you had it. You know, like, uncomfortable and tired, but, like, I, I was not, you know, afterwards, you know, definitely there's another limit to push it to. Yeah, we were able to go back to the campsite, and we had enough energy to talk and hang out and make a nice little meal yeah. and be like, oh, hey, we made it back. There's another other doors to open yeah we haven't we haven't gotten to the to the gates yet we haven't really gotten to our wall whatever the wall means if that's even a thing it's a big thing in running you can go past that I want to do that's another thing Mount Mitchell, and it's, it's gotten me hooked on uh, running, longer distance running now, just to try to get that feeling a little bit. It's like you middle barriers, you make those yourself. Like you're going to hit middle barriers way before you hit physical barriers. Yep, yep. It feels good going yeah. past what you think you can do and then just – going past that yeah as long as you you know don't hurt yourself you you're not you can rarely meet that physical barrier at least in a short amount of time yeah you think or when do you think's the first big mental barrier at a pct what do you think's gonna happen <coughs> i guess you can't say yeah, well, I don't know. I think, you know, I don't think the the first couple legs will be like the the thing for me. Like, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with spending a week or two doing something like this. But what's gonna happen week three, week four? What's gonna happen two weeks straight of? You know, after in two weeks we've walked like over a hundred miles. What's gonna happen? then that's that's it for me so you don't know till you till you try it I yeah guess. we're gonna find out we're about to see what we're made of be able to stop. no just keep going yeah just keep going I think every once in a while we need to be able to stop for peanut butter and a Snickers bar. <laughs> that saved my ass on Mount Mitchell. Shout out, Hunter. I still owe you a Snickers bar for that one. That was much needed. You might want to start eating more when you go out there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or maybe I should just get more comfortable with being. I don't, I think that. just taking in more calories because you're going to be working really hard. Yeah, I'm going to be working really hard. So it is going to be interesting to see how the one meal a yeah. day works whenever I'm walking 
all day, every day up mountains. <laughs> You'll see the moon? Yeah, I see it's peeping through. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, when you're burning more calories, you gotta eat more. Yeah. Otherwise, you're losing weight. Yeah. That's the. You gotta figure it out. You know, that's the energy balance. That moon peeping through was really cool. I think most people that do it lose weight anyways. Like, I don't think it's, it's very hard to like. Retain weight. Retain it with, especially like the, the food limits with what you can carry. Like, you know, it's not like you can go out there and, and have meals of like <laughs> gourmet pasta and, and like grilled chicken breasts and <laughs> yeah, a plate of fresh veggies for dinner every night. That's just not, not possible. What's the go-to snack going to be for you? Anything I can put peanut butter on. <laughs> I like Cliff Protein Bars a lot. Probably try a bunch of different types of bars like that. Cheese. Oh, you need to try those uh, Lance Armstrong waffles. Those ones are good. What are Lance Armstrong energy waffles? waffles? <laughs> yeah, those are good. Yeah, those are good They're just like little like energy bars with, with like a little waffle texture there. Hmm. They're pretty good. That's going to be the hardest part is uh, having the, like, just having the worst, absolute worst times. And you're going to have the best times too, but the worst times are going to be there. And you're not going to be able to go back on some, like, home-cooked meal from your mom or, like, banana bread. You can't You can't just run to that comfort zone. That comfort zone is out the fucking window yeah. as soon as you start walking. But it is, like, at the same time, like, every four to five days, you are going to go into town. You know, you have to resupply. Yeah. You, you don't carry two weeks' worth of stuff. That's just too much to carry. You're more efficient carrying less and yeah. stopping more. Are there any stretches where we're going to be going uh, longer than a week? There might be, but I, I would think, like, I, I don't think there's ever a stretch that's 10 days without a resupply. And we can walk pretty fast, I think. I think we've, I mean, we'll we'll see out there, yeah. but we're pretty in shape people. Yeah, there'll be, like, elderly people, or not like elderly, but, like, retired age, like, so 50s, 60s that are doing stuff like that, maybe even a little older, but, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're going to stop and stop longer than younger and more fit people. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the snow in the Sierras. But, I mean, I shouldn't be worried about any of it. Just take it as it comes, I guess. Yeah, it'll be all right. Uh, it's what? The right gear. Yeah. People do it. We'll have, we're going to have gear. We'll have the gear. Shout out Naturally Outdoors. Yeah, we'll have the gear. Thank you for sponsoring. That's really nice. I want to get some of those Lone Peaks soon, and like hike in them whenever these shoes wear out. Probably this this spring. I'm gonna be wanting to bust them out before we hit the the PCT for sure. Who has the 
the jack. Did you pass that earlier? <laughs> Mr. Daniels. Hanging out with uh, my friends uh, Bennett, Thomas, and JD up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Some friends come and go. <laughs> Jack Daniels never. Jack Daniels <laughs> is always in the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you and you. Oh my god. Waiting there when you need him and when you don't need him. He's always there. <laughs> yeah, fires aren't burning. Yeah, this guy. But they're not finding shit over there. Because I was looking and I saw nothing in broad daylight. <laughs> These poor folks. They just want some fire. Yeah, a lot of smoke blowing off the top of it though, that's for sure. You can see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our uh what's the what's the next camping trip gonna be, guys? Very good question. If you is it gonna be a hiking trip or is it gonna be a car camping trip? Uh, it depends. It depends on who we can talk into going car camping. Yeah. Because if basically it's literally like if Harrison doesn't want to come, I'd I'd like hike. to get Harrison out there car camping and do like a day hike or something. You know, it'd be good to get Brian to come. Brian would go backpacking. He went on. He's I've been with him before. It's just he's more inclined to go car camping. And yeah. Harrison's not bad. Why? I, th- right I think now. the first steps get you. You, you can get them out camping, camping first yeah. if they're not like totally down. If, if they'll do, like the idea of maybe of car camping or camping, that's the first step. Yeah. We got to get them out. Yeah. Alvin. Yeah. He's down for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rex seems seems like it. We need to hit the foothills. Yeah, that that does need to happen. That needs. Uh, I want. Oh God, I want that to happen so bad. <laughs> Rex might do that with y'all, but I think I need to time it out on that one. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I don't know if anyone's gonna be down Once for what me and Hunter are doing. Up, he'll be more into going on short hikes like this one. Once he gets what? Once he gets his stuff up to inform me. Oh uh, yeah, heck yeah. But That'd be cool to have Forrest come. Duncan likes doing these things too, and then he gets busy. Yeah. My roommate Sam uh, likes to come too, but he um right now has a broken arm and he's what? supposed to be studying for the MCAT. Uh, you don't know that. I didn't know but that. You, you, won't, you wouldn't know if you saw him because he can't have a cast because of where he broke it. What happened? <laughs> he fell when he was skateboarding, <laughs> but um <laughs> he broke it like right at his elbow. So they thought it was just like yeah we can't put a cast there. You just need to move it as much as you can so you don't lose your range of motion and it'll heal. Oh my so god! He can move it now a little bit, but it's just it's pretty sore. That actually wasn't his, ex- you know. When I asked him about this trip, he was like, "Well, honestly, dude, I, I can't devote my whole weekend. I need to spend some time doing studying. some cat studying." Yeah. And also, I have a broken arm. He didn't say he didn't say that, but you know, I was thinking about it. Yeah, he does have a broken arm. <laughs> I mean, you could manage. Yeah, but you know, like. It might suck. Every little action is just a little bit harder, you know, pumping water, setting up a tent, opening your water bottle, like, it's, it's hard to do with one hand. It would kind of yeah. be frustrating. No, I understand. 
Sleeping in a sleeping bag may not be that kind of miserable with a broken heart. Yeah. Yeah, mine isn't zipped, so I have to sleep with the zipper facing down and kind of like... Use both hands to get to it. (laughs) Just kind of lay on top of it. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it is pretty pretty awesome having two functioning arms. Yeah. I do enjoy that. Yeah, he definitely couldn't sleep on his chest with his arms. Mm -mm. Ouch. I like the idea of uh, camping at the Outer Banks. Yeah. That'd be something to look into, but one day for sure. That'd be an easy sell to get people to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it may just be really freaking far, is my only. Or it may just be like really, really painful for water. <laughs> Well, you could get one of those big jugs from the grocery store, like yeah. the, the big ones. Five gallon. Well, yeah, I guess you got your car. Yeah, you can put it in there. Yeah. We'll have to figure out some really cool shit, because I'm not trying to be in Clemson at all on the weekends unless there's a really big football game, and even then I'm inclined to go somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, y'all are definitely more into the culture than I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm also just a football fan. Mm-hmm. I definitely I want to watch the Miami game in a couple weeks here. And there's a home game this weekend, but... Virginia. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, I kind of want to... I think that's the biggest home game. Well, there's Miami in two weeks. You kind of want to what? Yeah, but this is the ACC champion last year. What were you about? Sure. You want to do something else? Uh, I was like, I kind of want to do the whole like tailgating thing uh, okay. on, on Saturday, but in a, I'm bound to go do something on Friday and Saturday during the day or something. But my parents would probably be mad if I went camping when they came up. <laughs> We'll see what the if there's something really cool to go do, I might might would go do that instead. We've got to get off of this mountain before we can start worrying about the next ones to get on. Yeah, just just ideas. Enjoy this. I want we can come car camping up here and go drive on the parkway and stop at some cool spots and like go go up Black Blossom. You could definitely do. Fun two day car camping trip up here. <laughs> Go swim in some rivers. Yeah, it's better. A little cold now. Warmer. <sighs> yeah. We've got, we've got like a a month left of that, maybe. Because you could, it can still be warm in October, but once it starts to get cold, it's it's cold. Then you get that waterfall in Cassie. Yeah. White water? No, it's a wa- it's uh, Laurel Fort Gorge. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Shit. I like that. It's not a car camping spot though. It's kind of a I mean that could be like a day hike. No, it's definitely a day hike. 
It's not. If you got there early, you'd, you'd be no problem. It's like nine miles total. Oh, shoot. We could do that on like Friday or Saturday, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The world is our oyster. Not super far away from here, really. No, Jocassi's like less than an hour. Say it takes either, it's either an hour and fifteen minutes. Well, it's it's that exit that we depends drove by. on which part of the lake though. It's the exit that we drove by on the way here. Maybe I pointed to the left, so they can spot. <laughs> the guy had the, the blazer. Hmm. We can do it, man. We're the weekend warriors. Is there any more uh, JD in there? <laughs> <laughs> Old Paul friend, sure. why are you so shy? Um. I'd like you to hold back. The moon's back too. That's my other friend. And then there's Thomas, who's kind of a friend, but he's just kind of here. <laughs> it's a beautiful night, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting. This is a little recording. Like, wonder if you can hear Thomas at all. Yeah, <laughs> or we've been. This probably be a little weird to yeah. follow. Well, I will. I will say it has to be better than our last recording because the last time the we were on the Amici balcony, which is all concrete and then glass wall, and we are on a highway right in front of Death Valley, and everyone like, there's a motorcycle. I listened to it like a week after. I'm so slack with this podcast stuff, and whoever actually listens, I genuinely appreciate you for keeping up with the bs because <laughs> there's been there's been a few people listening to hunters and hunter my last podcast and it was just aud- audibly just dis- <laughs> just awful just disgusting people, this how many better. people have been listening oh uh, they've been like i've gotten a lot with my grandfather uh my grandfather and i talked and we talked for like an hour and a half or an hour, almost two hours. And he's like 88 years old. And we talked about the meaning of life and got super philosophical. And I was trying to pick his brain as much as I could while I could, while I still can, you know. And it was just beautiful. And so a lot of people were listening to that. But yeah, he's gotten uh, like friends to listen. And- yeah, and I'm sure my Nana and grandfather i feel like my nana spreads things like this throughout the family a she's little like, bit listen to this. She, yeah she's like supporting it 100 percent, which is really cool Heck yeah but yeah but the there i've just been slack like i haven't done posted one in a few weeks and the last one i posted was with david and the dongle was messed up so it like caught half the conversation but the other half was just non-existent and then it just I just cut in and said, hey, sorry, yeah. technical difficulty. Um, at first, I was trying to kind of, like, reiterate some things Thomas was saying so it would be easier for Yeah, him. yeah, same, there, so. same. <laughs> but hopefully we can hear him. It'll be all right. We're good. We're chilling. We're chilling. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. Hopefully Thomas can be heard. <laughs> you need it. We need to get a third. Uh, Microphone, yeah, yeah, definitely. Thomas definitely can't hear me because I'm talking soft. Yeah. But it's so quiet there. Yeah, at the same time. This moon's really shining. Yeah, you can see everything now. We don't even need the lantern. That's beautiful. Later this fall, um, we need to get like the like Mike and Joey to come up and go backpacking with us. Oh heck yeah! That'd be like a you know they're they're more of into like 
you know, every couple of months they, they're in for a, a backpacking trip, not like making it all the way up here, like back to back every other weekend's kind of, kind of a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, especially whenever you have a mm-hmm. life outside of it, you know. We're we're in a really lucky place where we just got schoolwork and we're right beside the mountains, so we're kind of tied to the schoolwork, yeah. but not too too much, and we can just hop one up and be here. Yeah, but because that's what we were talking about, they're like, "Yeah, let's do a trip." And like, when I was with them the other week at Mount Rogers, they're like, "Yeah, they're definitely down to do a trip." Like, come November, maybe late October. We come here; it's gonna be cold. Yeah. It's be really cold. But, you know, you it's not always that cold in November. Like, you, you could come up here and it, it'd be, you know, 50s, 60s. The other end of that spectrum is ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely a, a worse uh, yeah. range it could easily hit. But, like, we could, we could go a couple notches colder than this and be fine because we've been wearing pretty much summer, spring clothes. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, put on them long underwear and bring bring a your bunch of extra pairs of good socks. And bring your jackets. Jackets, you're good. But. Do you know of any good gloves? Neither y'all. Pockets. <laughs> Besides your pockets. Outdoor research makes good gloves. I definitely need some good gloves. I've got some bulky gloves I got about four years ago. That that just are not gonna cut it. Come PCT. North Face probably has some good gloves, or I'm sure like any of those like brands make jackets, but I I know Outdoor Research makes some good ones. That'd be cool. Is that the brand Mountain of your hardware. tarp? Uh, I think that's a Mountain Hardware tarp. Okay. But Mountain Hardware probably makes some some good gloves too. Remember whenever they had like the jacket back in middle school? Yeah, <laughs> that's like it, it was like a trend thing. It was the that North Face jacket back in like. Fifth and sixth grade. Yep. 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 And then the mountain hardware jackets came. Yep. And then everyone got the the Patagonia snap tees. Yep. It's funny though, because like Patagonia has been making that jacket since like 1990. Same exact jacket. Still got it. Still make it. It's like that the whole Eno trend too, like in the beginning of high school, like Oh yeah, everyone e- hopped on that wave. And Eno's been around for years. <laughs> but it just happened to get big. Duncan and Rex and some other people used to hang Eno's in the tops of trees in elementary school. Oh my god, in the most absurd places. Yep. Like top of the tree tops. As much as we could. Sketchy. <laughs> Well, we're coming up on about an hour, and at an hour, it uh, you have to cut off and then start a new one. I might be changing podcasting stuff here soon, so you don't have to cut it off after an hour and start a new segment. But if you want to keep going, we can, or we can call it a night here. I think like, this is probably a good place to end it. Yeah, it's like 8.20, and it's getting dark, and the moon's not even out. <laughs> but do you have anything else you want to say for now? Just having fun up here. Gonna jump in the water tomorrow. That's rule number one. When there's water, jump in. Yeah, refreshing.
<laughs> Game time if you're jumping in. We'll see. Yeah. I can down the old uh old uh burnt novel. That'll get that'll get you right. That'll get your juices moving. <laughs> yeah, you might want to hop on in after that one. I'm sweating, man. I'll probably get in. Yeah. I might too. That's not rule one for me. But I could see I could like if my friend's rocking with a rule one jump in. My friends jump in, and I might jump in. Well, it's it's not just a literal like when there's water, jump in. Like that's it's a it's metaphor. It's a metaphor thing. also for like when the opportunity is there, immerse yourself. Yeah, that's what the deeper meaning behind it. But it also does mean when there's water. You <laughs> when there's water, jump in. When's a metaphorical immersion? When's your next metaphorical immersion? When there's an opportunity to immerse yourself. I don't know. Like when's no, but when when do you think your next opportunity to immerse yourself in something will be? Uh, who knows? Tomorrow that morning. Be, that could be it. Could be. Who knows when? Like it's such a. I mean, right now, you know, just college, immerse yourself, like, you know, you're taking classes, don't just, like, take them to take them, like, you know, take them and learn take something. what you like and learn something, immerse yep. yourself in it. Be completely present when you're doing stuff, you know. That's a very good rule to live by. Yeah, don't don't do things like worried about what you're doing tomorrow not like you know looking forward to stuff is fun like, don't be too worried about next weekend whenever we're still experiencing this one yeah but like when we're sitting around like talking about like potential stuff to do in the future like that's all fun and games like that's not mm -hmm. not what I'm worried about Whenever your legs are feeling engaged after 24 miles of hiking, don't be scared to get to eat those last two miles, <laughs> even if they're straight uphill. You got to eat that shit. Well, yeah. Hopefully, we can take what we've learned from the mountains and keep on applying it in our lives. I guess that's the goal. I need to start bringing my Sand County Almanac. What is that? That was the uh, the book we were reading in Escalante. Like little, ch it's a, it's a, like a collection of short stories written by Aldo Leopold, mm. one of the very early like conservationists. Very cool. He was very ahead of his, his time. Are we gonna need to have conservationists for Mars in the future? <laughs> we're not going to Mars, man. You don't think? I mean, the idea of, like, us ruining one planet and moving to another, I mean, come on. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not going to Mars. We're not, no one in our lifetime is going to live on Mars. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I would put. The moon's speaking to us now, baby. The moon's I would like, put, hey, don't kill No one's going to live on the moon. No one's going to live on Mars anytime soon. Mars has water, man. Had. As ice. 
We might, I mean, someone might get sent to Mars in our lifetime, but nobody's, we're not putting settlements on Mars in our lifetime. I don't want to live on Mars before I die. <laughs> I want to live on Earth. There's plenty to do here. <laughs> very good. That's a very, uh, we got, we, got a, to we got a good planet here. We, we haven't messed it up completely yet. Let's, let's take care of what we got. Yeah. I'm still going to Mars at some point. <laughs> I'm still going to Mars, but I'm going to enjoy it here while I'm here. Oh, man. All right. Well, this is it. Hunter, thanks for coming. Thomas, thanks for sitting, hanging out, and maybe, maybe getting on the podcast. We'll see you in the... We'll see as soon as we finish the recording whether you got picked up. But yeah, that's it for this time. From uh, yeah, from Shining Rock. Peace.